I'm Jace. Um, I'm the one of the co-founder for Creative at Works. Yeah, I'm Fanny. Um, we are from Creatives at Work and uh, we're just trying to see uh, if we can reach out to more people who are interested about freelancing. Hence, we started this podcast. We will invite um, freelancers or our partners who can tell us more about the gig economy which is booming in Asia. And today, who do we have? Today, we are having Kao and <laughs> Yeling. Yay! Yay! And they are freelancers in the media industry who has turned into um, partners with creatives and work. So right now, they help us to um, you know, work on projects and to see how we can bring on more freelancers um, you know, to, to work on more jobs for our clients. Okay, shall we get Yeling and Kao to introduce themselves? Yeah. A bit about yourself, what do you do? It is possible. Hmm... Well, uh, when I freelance, I tell myself as business developer and marketing consultant. <laughs> That's that word for it, yeah. But um, basically, uh, the next question for people would then be like, so what do you actually do? Mm-hmm. Um, be- and it's basically everything. <laughs> because it's such a white scope and there there's actually no no scope it's mostly for smaller businesses and um uh yeah small businesses who don't uh might not necessarily need even such a big team or a full-time person to come in you know they cannot pay a full-time pay um but they need they still need help in terms of uh, maybe meeting clients, maybe in uh, developing more proposals, you know, coming up with a marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. So they need someone to fill in the gap. Yeah, but they don't have a very big gap to fill. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, Yelling, you were working full-time before you turned into freelancers. Yes. So what made you decided to go into freelancing? They, the company didn't need me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's precisely that that small company did not have such a huge hole to fill. You know, and there was no point in them uh, retaining me as a full-time staff. Um, and of course, they relocated after that. Lah. So that was an additional uh, prompt, I think, for them. And at that time, it was it was um, either for me to go and look for a full-time job or for me to explore freelancing. And I was very lucky to be offered a freelance gig that could allow me to, I won't say like, you know... Uh, uh, entirely turned me into freelancing but I thought that I could maybe explore this for a bit and two, three years down mm, I'm still I'm still here <laughs> and I think if you ask me to turn back now I won't yeah that's right okay Kao how about you? I'm a millennial <laughs> <laughs> yeah I must say all this so I'm young uh, I'm a filmmaker and uh I've been freelancing for a bit since uh, my art school days. So, yeah. How long have you been freelancing? <sighs> and what do you freelance as? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I've been freelancing for five to six years. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying that, like, seriously, like, super serious about it, uh, I would say after school, uh, two years. Mm. I'm f- I freelance as a... No actual term for it. So I freelance as I the reason that I call myself a filmmaker instead of like a director, producer, a DP 
is because I think that uh, I can do uh, not say all of them I can do some of them and uh, I can do them okay so I can direct I can produce I can edit I can shoot uh, but if you ask me oh are you a post-production producer I'm not uh, but I can edit so I'll be an editor uh, so I like to call myself a creative Swiss knife so I can do things that are creative but not necessarily to the best and I'm currently trying to f find it right now mm -hmm. but you're young <laughs> so you still have time so you have not worked for anybody before since you graduated I have but not full time ah. okay so you have always been freelancing so how do you know freelancing is the right path for you I guess uh, started when I was younger <laughs> uh, I went through the route that my parents wanted me to have uh, I knew that I wanted to do films but uh, as Singapore is like like typical Singapore parents mindset is like oh, you want to do creative you want to be an artist it's not going to work uh, so I followed their advice I went to do accounting I did okay at it <laughs> I know right me accounting right really yeah. <laughs> I did okay at it I did okay at it um but uh, I cannot imagine that one day... <laughs> one day I cannot imagine myself... Uh, like, after one year past of doing it, I, I start thinking like, wow, if I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, uh, no matter how much I earn, it's not worth it. It's just boring. So I found myself in class doing more and more uh, filmmaking stuff than doing the actual accounting work. That's when I know that I had to drop out. But don't drop out. Guys, don't drop out. Uh, we are not we are not Bill Gates or we are not Steve Jobs shouldn't drop out it's a dumb decision uh, so do you regret dropping out? no <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, like there's a difference between dropping out from a uh, normal school uh, over Harvard that's the difference mm. yeah that's, that's true yeah so how do you guys choose your projects now that you are freelancers? hmm now, now, because it's quite full, right? <laughs> the, the plate. I but don't when have you a are lot not full, do you, like, as the project comes along, do you, what kind of criteria do you place on the projects that you accept? Like, is it like first come, first served until your plate is full? Or. It used to be. When I first started out, it was like that. And so, actually, I still have a client who. I undercharge because he was my, like, first or second client or something like that. But. I just feel bad dropping him. Mm. But it's really not worth my time. <laughs> mm. uh, because, but, but because he is my first client, uh, so I, I can't drop him mm. um, until I can find a, a better alternative mm. for him. Uh, but right now, it's really... Um, I think I'm lucky to uh, know people or work with people who work on things that I like mm. anyway. Yeah, because they're friends, but a lot of it's true, still through word of mouth, and mm. people know what I do. Mm. So, um, it's uh, they will, it's more like we'll be talking about what you want to do, you know, hey, how about this idea? They're like, okay, let's do this together, yes, mm. yeah. So, um, I guess it's hand picking that way, but it's not like they, they come to us, there's, there's not a huge plate in front of me to choose from, but when I see an opportunity, I'll go for it. Mm. How about you? <laughs> uh, 
I think I, I have I have one at least one client that uh, that I also undercharge uh, simply because I enjoy working with that client and I, I want to maintain that relationship. But um not to sound like uh not to sound like a show off. Uh, but as you grow as a freelancer, your rates grow as well. Mm. And then uh, you know that certain clients can't afford you anymore. Mm. But I don't want to drop that client because I like working with that client and I want to maintain that relationship. Like, in fact, that client is no longer like a client, it's like a friend. Mm. So, yeah, I do have that client. Uh, I do not have the luxury to be super overbooked, but uh, enough to be uh, fat. Lah. <laughs> uh, uh, choosing clients wise I think um, I'm okay I, I think right now like as I mentioned like I'm quite a generalist so uh, if the project is interesting and it pays I think I will take it mm. yeah have you ever thought of expanding like, your team uh, I never uh, okay here's the thing about me like I, I know that a lot of filmmakers right like they will after a few years, especially directors, right? After a few years, then they will build their production team and stuff. Um, I guess I never, never felt that I need like a production house thing. Mm-hmm. I guess I could, but I feel that uh, I prefer to work as a freelancer, as an individual, and then I will get help from my freelancer friends if I need. So for example, if I'm directing a project, I need a camera guy, I will just find that camera guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So... How has working with creative, or, or rather my question should be, how is the working relationship with creative at work? So that is first question. Second question is, has it actually helped you to progress in your freelance career after working with this? First. <laughs> <laughs> because I have a lot to say. Because ladies first. Yeah, yeah. Yes. for you, it's always ladies first. Bias. Because the first job that I talked about when I came out was from you guys. <laughs> 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 so... Yeah, that's right. So it was, I mean, it was like opening doors for me. Because actually, I always wanted to be a freelancer. I think uh, ever since I was very, very young. I know I want to be my own boss. I cannot listen to people. I have my own ideas. Um, But I I went to film school and I realised I'm not that creative. (laughs) I'm enough for me to to fit into film school. But not enough to, like, say... Be an award-winning director. Yeah, you know, I wasn't technically strong. You know, ask me to operate cameras, I have to think very long. I can't even remember certain things on how to operate it right now. Um, oh. So I thought, mm, I should uh, leave that to people who can do it better. Mm. Mm. But actually, when I was in, in school, I thought that of all the... Of all the... Um, I would say the credit role, lah, that you want to see yourself in. I want to be executive producer. <laughs> the one that's making the money, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you too sensual. Or losing the money. Losing <laughs> the money. <laughs> <laughs> so but, I know who to look for uh, the next time. <laughs> but at the same time, that's like the highest, the pinnacle of where you can go in filmmaking, right? So, but because I, I felt that I couldn't go into filmmaking because I didn't have the talent, I stepped out. And that's where I went to like business development and marketing, you know, because it's sort of straddling between the two if you really think about it. Um, and and creatives at work sort of that that first few projects lah, sort of brought me back into it a little bit. So it's is there where I sort of carved out the little niche that I have for myself. I'm still sort of carving out and trying to streamline that niche a lot more. 
But um, does that answer your question? Because <laughs> I forgot what the question was. <laughs> How does working with KJ work? Yeah, so basically that's that's the whole journey. How has it helped your career? Yeah, but I guess you also answer it. Yeah, right? that's that right. It's about it streamlining about, the. Yeah. Because I think. A lot of people who I talk to, right, that why I advocate freelancing so much right now is because when I like, say I want to be a freelancer, but I didn't think I have the skills for it. And I always heard um, uh, one, I went for a lot of motivational talks last time. La. <laughs> one of them said that, you know, um, it's not that you don't have the talent, it's just that you have to brand yourself, right? You know, you have to tell your story. You, know? you just have to find that talent. He, he knew of one kid, you know, who could speak 12 languages fluently. He's a natural linguist. But he felt that he had nothing. He had no talent. Because he didn't know how... To use it. Yeah, being having 12 languages could help him. So it's just knowing your strengths and then, you know, uh, just doing what you, you love. Finding what you... Finding someone to pay you to do what you love, yeah, basically. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's the, the Japanese thing. Ikigai, right? Yeah. And so that's why, if, if, like I say, if you ask me to go back to doing a full-time job right now, I wouldn't. Mm. Yeah. Because, yeah, there are business development jobs, yeah, there are marketing jobs, but they do not give you the same kind of freedom. They do not give you the same type of control that you want over the career that, yeah, that you have. Mm. Mm. Okay. Carl, how about mm. you? Yeah, sorry. Actually, like you mentioned like the full-time thing, right? Mm. Actually, I was thinking back that I was having flashback. Actually, I did have a full-time job <laughs> after I graduated. I had, because it was so short that I forgot about it. I had an internship? No, 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 no. It's yeah. a full-time job. I was very lucky. Uh, I, I thought, I at, at least, okay, let me set the context straight. I thought, at least I thought I was lucky. You know, f- uh, fresh out of film school, you know, then uh, I applied a few jobs because I want a stable life, right? So I applied as a director oh. for an agency. Mm. And I got it. Mm. Oh, yeah, but I after working it. for like uh, a few months uh, and uh, flying, it's a, it's a job that requires me to fly for overseas shoots. Mm. I realised that I was receiving a short end of the stick, lah, basically. Mm-hmm. And for I, I'm glad that I realised it so soon and I'm glad that I left that company so soon because of my experience as a freelancer. Mm. I knew that those are not reflective of the rates that the company was earning. So essentially, the company was the company was the business strategy was very smart, a very lean team, but they were earning a lot of money with that lean team. Mm. So yeah, so I left. I was like, oh, it didn't reflect. So I left. Mm. Okay, and then that's where you decided to go into freelancing to keep all the money to yourself. Go back to freelancing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay lah. Not really lah. And and the and the and the ability to choose. And the ability to do my creative projects. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess that's what freelancing is about for me. Right, right. But I'm sure as a freelancer, you, pay, you, you face a lot of challenges as well. Oh, man. So, especially for Singapore, because I think freelancing is a very nascent, it's still in a very nascent stage in Singapore as compared to places like, for example, the US and all this. So what are some of the challenges that you face when you first start out as a freelancer? <laughs> uh, I guess the first step like in Singaporean context uh, so for the overseas friends that are watching uh, it may not apply to you but the Singaporean parent oh my god like every Chinese New Year dinner they'll be like so what exactly do you do? what is a freelancer? you know like uh, yeah. so are you your own boss? 
uh, do you have CPF? Do you have med- benefits? Yeah. And I guess I went through the first step was my father. My father was very against the idea. He was like, oh, no, it's, you're not going to feed yourself. Uh, it, it, it's a terrible job. So why don't you just be a normal person and then just go... Normal person. <laughs> be an accountant. <laughs> be, be an accountant. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that I think that's one of the, the hardest challenges uh, to get approval of uh, your family. Even after joining art school, right, my dad was still like, uh, I don't think you should do this, you know, you should really rethink your career and stuff. Mm. Uh, but uh, I guess time proves. So, yeah. so now is your father more receptive or does he... Does he understand? No, no, he, 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 my father is happy with my progress right now. Tolerates. Uh, he, it's <laughs> <laughs> the right word. Um, he's happy with my progress, but now he's complaining about other things like, why are you get, getting married? Why you work so much? But you are what? Not really, uh. <laughs> Not yet, not yet, not yet. Still far. You can tell him time proofs. Okay, I guess. So, you? Mine, I mean, in the more practical sense is like having to do with finances. CPF it was something that I was never, I never quite uh, liked anyway, for that word, but the word. So, you know, without CPF, I'm like, mm, okay lah, yeah. They are not deducting 14% of my pay, it's fine. <laughs> um, but, and I've always been good at saving. So that's good for me as well. It doesn't really make a dent in my plans. Uh. Mm, but I think it's it's learning how to run your own business. Even though I say that I like to run my own business, right? But it's a lot of practical problems that you have to think about. Like, again, finances. Uh, right now, uh, the headache for me is like oh, sorting out invoices and if I register myself as a sole proprietor, an LLP and a banking problem is giving me, you know, I have to set up another corporate account. Uh, all these are the very minor headaches that put a real chink in your plan. Mm-hmm. You know, they really throw a spanner in your plan. Um, so actually all these, like my parents, were, they were worried, but I've always been sort of a rebel in my, in my family. So <laughs> it, it's sort of like my family, like they were neck. But they expect it and I expect it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hmm, that is negligible. But my dad still asks me. Like, he will still ask me if I stay at home and work uh, mm. for a couple of days in a row, a couple of days in a week. The question is like, you have no more projects? Uh? <laughs> then, hey, you need to pay. You, you, he's retired and he doesn't work anymore. So, uh, but he will still ask me, you need money or not? <laughs> I can give you money. Eh. I was like, you have no money, you're already complaining. But but I'm I'm still okay. I just prefer work at home some days. So it's always um I don't know I don't know why he doesn't get the concept that I can go anywhere I want. Yeah. I think parents are still okay. The worst are the I'm sorry, the taxi drivers. Like every time if I get onto a cab and then in odd hours, right, and then you know, because we work in this industry so we dress shabbily, every time they'll ask me, eh, so uh, what do you work as? Sometimes I'll say, uh, yeah, off, thinking off. <laughs> or I'll say, like, I sick. Then after I'll tell them, or I'll tell them, uh, what's admin? What's admin? What's <laughs> sales? Because if you tell them freelancer, they wouldn't understand. I mean, you know. But I don't know, for me, uh, it still it sort of works. Eh. And then there was one time where, I mean, me and my husband, we were doing some applications. Lah. So we had to fill in to the property agent, mm-hmm. right? Put in, you know, that 
but the occupation. That time I was a freelancer. I was really just freelancing. So there was no occupation to take as a freelancer. So he said, uh, then this box oh, is odd job laborer. <laughs> <laughs> so you already take that box oh? yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then after that, I met MDA, the Media Development Authority in Singapore. So I told them this. And then I'm so happy that, like, you know, five years, five, six years now, you know. It's better. People. It's better. People are starting to recognize freelancers in, in Singapore. Do you feel there's a difference if uh, from you being a freelancer and you being a business owner now? <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always been employed by just a different capacity. <laughs> there's a difference. I think when you're a freelancer, you have more freedom. But when I, I mean, right now we are running Creatives at Work. I really look at Creatives at Work as an entity. Mm. I work for Creatives at Work. Mm. Because Creatives at Work ultimately. It's not helmed by... I mean, of course, it's, it's founded by Jason and, and me, but it will never be forever by us. Mm. It's, it is an entity and mm. it will have to be passed to somebody besides us who, are, who is more capable to run it if mm. such an opportunity arises. Mm. So I, I really treat it as a baby lah, that, you know, I'm, I'm just holding it for the moment and helping mm. it to build out to fullest potential. So it's a different... But when I, I'm working for myself as a freelancer, mm. it's okay lah, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I think the accountability cons. is different. Yeah. I think the yeah. accountability will be different, and um, how you actually manage it will be very different. If you're managing your personal capacity versus mm. if you're managing it from an entity perspective, mm. Mm. yeah. So I, I mean, personally for me, right? Um, <clears throat> you know, my I, I'm actually okay. Like, I have always been employed, right? It's just that you know now it's under Creative at Works, but previously it's under other organizations. Um, the greatest um things that I see in the last five years since the founding of Creative at Works is really the acknowledgement of freelancers. Right. Back when we first started, right, everybody, I have clients, when we go to clients, say, oh, you know, I run a network of freelancers called Creative Networks. Then people, huh? What is freelancers? You mean your company don't employ anybody? Yeah. Just you? (laughs) You Just you? (laughs) So I got a lot of, you know, questions like this, like, how do you run a company without anybody inside the company? Just you, right? So a lot of question marks. Then they're like, what is freelancers? Oh, you mean, you mean they are freelancers? You know, graphic designers are freelancers. Then we have a lot of explaining to do. Mm. We have to assure our client to say, no, you know, these are, uh, Bonifile, you know, companies lah, right? Uh, those are creative professionals. And anyway, if you work with uh, agency, the chances are you they are also working you may, through. Yeah. yeah, you may, you know, be working with the same yeah. group of people as well. You know, so, but until to, till today, right? There's, there's really a vast um, improvement, mm. right? I think right now, most of the time, our client already know what is a freelancer, mm. right? Without us having to say it, right? And in fact, some of them actually appreciated. Right, that the very fact that we have been reaching out to to this group, right? Um, you know, and and you know the the whole concept of using freelancers to work on their project is no longer a novelty, right? Um, you know, they they kind of uh acknowledge that there is this need, right, of this group of people that they can actually leverage on, mm. in terms of helping to scale out their creative, um, um, I would say creative business part of it lah, mm. yeah. So, so that's really a huge improvement. Um, and then back then where, you know, um, it's not something that talks about by the government. But now, if you look at it, right, yeah. NTUC, RMDA, MOM, right? They're all trying so, to push yeah, it, right? Yeah, people are trying to 
not to push, but yeah, push is, is one, but second is really to actually see how we can actually improve on the current situations and make it a viable career. Lah. So, you know, uh, from a protection perspective, you know, from a sourcing perspective, from a, even a pure acknowledgement perspective. Lah. Yeah, I think that kind of helps, you know, to, to make this uh, freelance career a much more enjoyable one. Yeah. So having <clears throat> been through it right now that you yourself is into it, what is the future do you see for this um whole freelance I would say or rather the gig economy lah. In general. In general for Singapore, right, at least. Maybe 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 a a, a easier question mm. to answer is um I mean, we are in touch with a lot of schools because of the grad shows and things like that. Whenever we talk to the graduating students, uh, they fall into two camps. One camp is they want to... I mean, let's talk about polytechnics. Polytechnics are the... Uh, after the high school, right? So they, one camp is they want to further their studies to get a degree in university. Another camp is they, they want to be freelancers. I mean, it is literally 50-50%. So it seems like... Um, the fresh grad, fresh grads now they don't want to look for a full time job. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? <laughs> is do you think this is reflective of um what's coming, especially in the media sector in Singapore? Are we expecting a lot more freelancers? Mm. I think it's a long time coming. Like, I think all, all creatives who go into, uh, art school or media school once be a freelancer. It's just that maybe in the past, like the general um, uh, industries, they don't know, they didn't know that that was a viable option. Mm-hmm. You know, they in, free, in our minds, freelancers were always the ones who couldn't make it, you know. Or there were a lot of misconceptions mm-hmm. about it. La. You know, couldn't don't have a steady job, don't have a steady income, you know, you're going to earn peanuts and everything. But now that it's been more proven and, there, you know, there's more support out there, mm-hmm. um, both from tangible support from the government to, um, you know, just people, society, society just acknowledging it more, mm-hmm. it's become something, it's become okay to say that mm-hmm. I want to be a freelancer. Mm-hmm. In the past, it's which company do you want to join, you know. Um, but now that you know that you can be your own boss, I mean, who doesn't want, especially especially the younger ones. But at the same th- time, having come from, uh, uh, you know, an employed status, you know, I think it is a good um, experience for young people to go through being employed. Mm being told what to do and to do it. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. Yes, because I think a lot of us do want to become freelancers because we don't like being told what to do. I mean, I can relate, right? But at the same time, it's the respect of elders. It's the respect of yeah. people who have been through mm. things that you haven't been uh, been through before. Mm. <clears throat> and knowing that there's wisdom over there um, <clears throat> and learning from that. Um I think a lot of them come up. Um, uh, of course, we see in the news, in the media, a lot of success stories of uh, young people who never went through that process but yeah. still became really successful. Yeah. I think that's yeah. that's lie. La. I mean, it's it's not a lie. People have done it. Mm. But it's literally it's one of out success. of billion. Yeah, one, you know. No, they, they probably went through hardship but they sugarcoated it. Yeah. Okay. And, and 
um, we just like to see the cartoon version of it, la, the caricature mm. of it. So mm. it's it's not truthful of life. Yeah, I also feel that um, for younger freelancers, it's always good for them to actually experience corporate life. I mean, especially for Singapore, because um, the truth is in Singapore, most likely you're working on corporate jobs mm. versus, you know, wow, you know, film, film, TV, yeah. you know. Yeah, so so the, the bread and butter of the industry is really corporate work, right? Mm. So if you want to work on corporate work, but yet you doesn't know how a corporate in Singapore functions, yeah. right? I think that is going to be very difficult, yeah. right? Um, and that's one. And second, it's always good, you know, when you're younger to actually start building out connections, contacts, yeah. because that's yeah. how you actually start your business, yeah. right? If you have no contact, no connections, it's very tough. Unless you have a very rich daddy or you come from a rich family where the connection, the relationship are already there, yeah. you just need to, <laughs> you just need to, you know, kind of uh, pull a bit of string yeah. and then you get what you want. I right? think it's not only the connections, but it's how to communicate. Mm. Present. Mm. Yeah, that's right. What do you think, Carl? Of what? About the future. I think the future is very bright uh, as long as we keep moving this direction. Uh, with companies like Creatives at Work, uh, it gives us hope uh, that, you know, like there's someone fighting for our rights. Like even for NTUC, they're also fighting for our rights. I think it's, it's good. Uh, but uh, we must paint, like jumping on what she said, we must paint a realistic picture of what freelancing is. Mm-hmm. I think freelancing is tougher than... Um, fully uh, as a full-time employee mm. and I only work for three months and I'm a millennial I cannot take hardship one <laughs> <laughs> with that said um, freelancing is harder because you need to manage your client you need to manage your invoices you need to manage your tax you need to manage your own CPF everything and on top of that if you're not getting representation in the union you're not getting representation anywhere it makes it harder like what you said like uh, for for like the employment thing, the thing that you take for yeah. the form, it makes it harder. So I cannot imagine what people went through 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So one last question, if there's one um, value you think, one, uh, just only pick one value that you think all freelancers should cultivate. Okay, for me, I think it's um, reliable. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Because, I mean, we are coming from the perspective of creatives everywhere, right? So we work with them and free, you have to be reliable. Your work, if it's not on par, you know, we can still explain, we can still work together to strive, but if you're not reliable, you disappear, you miss deadline constantly, it's very hard. Yeah. For me, um, yeah, because I knew she's going to say that, so I don't <laughs> choose that. So I'm choosing trust. I think to me, not only as a freelancer, I think, um, you know, for the client side as well, you know, people who are using the service, you know, or people who's providing the service, right? Or, or yeah, any business sense, I think trust is the most important thing. And it's the most difficult, it's the most easy things to break, but it's the most difficult thing to build up. Mm. Yeah. Value. I would, I would say those two are very uh, important. But as a personal point of view, I think willingness to learn. Mm. Because it puts you in a, you require to be, yeah, it requires you to be humble. Mm. It requires you to be, always be improving. Mm. Yeah, you fall down as a matter. You know, you stand up mm. again. I think a lot of people right nowadays, especially I mean, let's the the next generation. Even though it's not that far away from me, they're always very self righteous. Mm. I think that leads to a lot of issues. Uh, like, um, if something goes wrong, it's not my problem. Mm. It's the pro- It's the problem of the society. 
Yeah, you know, mm. it's not me. Yeah, mm. I, I, can't, I can't help it. Mm. Then everything you do, it will affect everything you do. Yeah. Mm. You just won't try your best because you keep thinking that it's, I can't help it, it's like that. That's my limit. Mm. Yeah, you never grow as a freelancer or as a person just in general. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, how? Hard work. Uh, I learned it the very, very hard way. I thought that, you know, just because you go through film school, just because you know a little bit about film, you can be a director immediately. Uh, you can just jump straight, you know, like disrespect the generations before you. That's not how it works. Uh. Uh, hard work is what works. Like 10 years, 20 years, then you will reach where you want to be. Yeah. But in between, it's all hard work and sweat. So the picture that we want to paint to the rest of the up-and-coming freelancers is that no matter what you do, hard work pays off. Yeah, mm, agree. Yep. I don't know whether you guys ever faced this, but last time, uh, sorry, just one last point. Last time when I was in my graduation show, I remember clearly one guy, I remember the company's name, so he came up to me and then, uh, you know, we started talking about what you do and what, um, you know, what you're looking for. So I very honestly said, you know, you are just in there to learn. I can't actually. I can't quite remember my answer, but it's basically, you. I don't expect to jump up into, uh, uh you know, some some mm. Greek position. Mm. I go inside there to learn. You know, it's an internship. Fine. You know, um, any position would do, mm. because I don't know about what you do. Mm. I don't know your company. Mm. Um, and having just graduated, of course, I don't think I have the skills, mm. all the skill sets like you need. Yeah. And then he was very surprised. He's like. The first one I met who says that, mm. yeah. Um, but I thought having just graduated, that was the case, lah. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know whether you go to graduation shows nowadays and yeah. you, you you see, you know, that kind of yeah. the one where people come out and they expect to be. Yeah, yeah. Actually, mm. they run their grad shows like um, small businesses now. <laughs> the each of the booths are like small businesses. I think I think um people. I mean, young people nowadays are more savvy. But back when I was with my production houses, I mean, every year we have like tons and tons of interns. We have like buckets of 10 mm. and 20 of interns coming through our production house for three to six months. That is the difference. Those that are in university, majority of them, 90% of them, wants to be directors. When they want to graduate, I want to be director. I want to be director. Yeah, but those from polytechnics, because they are more hands-on, You'll be like, oh, I want to be camera assistant. Um, you know, a bit more um, um, self-checked. <laughs> I think, I, I'm not sure why, but those that are aiming for, you know, going to graduate with degrees, right? They all want to be directors, but it's, it's not good. You're not going to be a director when you first come out, you know? The life is not like that, what? You have to start from bottom. I think that has to do with the reality check of the schools. La. I think the schools themselves, um, I think right now, um, because um, all schools want to show that they have the best students, right? So they want to put out the best students. So, you know, from day one, you know, they they could have already been saying, oh, you know, you know, you are that good. You come to this course, yeah, yeah you are so maybe. good, right? And then therefore, you are a something-something. You are a something-something. Right, so so hence I think the students also have these expectations, but I but I do agree, you know that um, that is a need for um graduates right who want to go into media industries to understand the industry first, right? We are very different. I feel okay personally for myself. I come from the finance industry, which is totally different, right? So, at finance industry, um, I would say is fairly established compared to Singapore. 
uh, sorry, it's fairly established in Singapore, right? So hence, I think the reality, uh, okay, what you learn in school is not so different, right, outside, right? So debit and credit still works, right? So so the, the changes that you expect to your curriculum is not, like, huge, right? So most of the time, the things that you learn from school is applicable and is enough for you to bring into your working career. But I must say, this is very different. I mean, when, when I come into the media industry, I must say, this is very different for the media industries, right? Because it is craft-based, because it is creative-based, so, and technology changes so fast, right? So a lot of things, the trend is very different, right? So maybe what you learn in school may not be applicable by the time you are ready to graduate. And on top of that, guys have to go through NS, right? So that is, again, you know, this gap already. So from that perspective, I think, you know, um, you have to have an open mind that you have to relearn all your skill sets again mm. when you are out into the real world yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Okay, so as a summary, <laughs> so we can sum it out already, right? <laughs> what we have just discussed. So, okay, so, so I mean, in, in my perspective, right, what I'm hearing is, um, you know, cre- freelancing is definitely a growing industry in Singapore. More and more people are going to this, um, are going to choose this as their career. And it is possible to be a viable career provided that you work hard, provided... You are reliable. <laughs> that you are reliable. You're open-minded. <laughs> And trustworthy. <laughs> no, we, I think we all encourage people to go freelancing. Yeah. It's just that we are so uh, very practically because we are working, we are freelancers or we work with freelancers very yeah. closely, fellow freelancers or so. Yeah. And you guys work with them on a daily yeah. basis. Is you know, it's it's not all it's rosy. Yeah. 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 So I always I think there is a similarity between freelancers as well as entrepreneurs, right? Because it's almost the same, right? Yeah. As an entrepreneur, you run your company, but as a freelancer, you also run your company, right? So in fact, actually freelancers are entrepreneurs themselves as well. So yeah. the challenges um, you know, are almost quite similar in that sense, lah. Mm. Okay, so y- you guys are freelancers, but you guys are also freelancers working for creatives at work. Helping us to manage other freelancers. So, how has it been? Uh, I think in, on the positive light, uh, it gives us empathy, empathy, right? Em- yeah, empathy, uh, towards the freelancers. Uh, but we must keep it in check, lah. As much as we we feel for the freelancers, we also must think for the company. So there's always two sides of the coin. Mm. And with that said, the experiences gained from managing the freelancers help us in our freelance career. At least for me, ah. Yeah. Hmm. I would say um, it does help in empathy, but because of the role that I play or the the niche that I have, which is business development, right? In a lot of companies that I go to, this is the role that I play already. I'm basically a part of the company. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to play the role of the the stand-in boss to make decisions. That that is not the issue. But sometimes it's just different jobs might require different levels of commitment mm. simply because the boss mm. maybe does not want you to take that level mm. of responsibility. So um I'm fine with it as well. Mm. You don't need me to make hard decisions, that's great. Um yeah, but um for me it lends it lends to my job of communicating mm. to both sides easier. You know, mm. it makes it easier 
it makes it easier to communicate, sorry, mm, to both the company, in this case, creatives at work, and the freelancer. Because mm. mm, I myself, as a freelancer, I hire freelancers to help me as well. Mm. <laughs> so, it's, it's playing multiple roles, yeah. but it's something that I'm used to at least. Yeah. Okay, so, so just one last question before we go. What would you tell your younger self? Oh, I, I didn't think about it. You, you let me think about this first. <laughs> uh, what would I tell my younger self? Be patient, be humble, and things will come. Okay. Mm. Can I just ask, right, your younger self, how young do you think that younger self is? <laughs> Probably roll back like... Uh, Five to eight wow. years ago. <laughs> be patient is a very, it's a very important thing that I think I would like to tell myself mm. if I had the chance. Mm. It was always um, it's always the race to go to the next level, a race to grow up, a race to start doing something. You know, um, how come other people are doing it already? I'm not. You know, as as I said, there's a lot of a lot of stories out there of the young people who achieved. Um, I have to say I, I like mm. I love Mark Zuckerberg no mm. matter the things that's going on about Facebook and him right now he is something that I really somebody who I really look up to but he also puts in a lot of disillusions into a young mind mm. um, so I think yes you have to be patient things don't have to come overnight mm. you're not a failure if you don't achieve certain things by the time you're 21 years old mm. you know so um yeah mm. I, I think I think once like 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 what uh, she said like I think I think one from my perspective is one's career should be based on one's failure the lessons you learn from the failure it shouldn't be based on your success because the moment you start thinking about how much success you have you become drunk on it and then you start you stop learning you stop listening because the ego gets in. Mm. And I think um, not only that, like my generation, we, we, we have the digital, we grow up with digital. So there's this sense of instant gratification and there's this sense of, wow, everything's so easy, you know, social media, everything's perfect. But you must see the imperfections in order to really learn. Mm. Actually, for me, <laughs> now that I look back, right, um, you know, what I want to tell my younger self, which is not too long ago, was I wish I have actually studied less. I think I studied too much. <laughs> Trying to get that perfect score that I actually miss out quite a fair bit in terms of, you know, travelling, in terms of, um, you know, just having fun. I think um, I was caught into that whole... Um, Singapore society or education system thing, right? Mm. That you, you know, you just... I, okay, I, I think for me, um, I need to study hard because I, I do a lot of drilling, right? Which, you know, looking back, this is not the 21st century skill sets that you need to have, mm. right? But um, during my time, you know, that worked perfectly well, right? Um, you know, you just need to ace that exam, Right, but most of the time, you know, whatever that you ace during the exam probably are not applicable, right? Mm. So the application part is actually, I think, is kind of missing, you know, during my education time. Mm. 
adjustment. If I could go back, I probably would enjoy my life more than <laughs> to spend a lot of time on studying. Well, but although I enjoy it as well. Mm, for me, it's um, do more of what makes you happy. Yeah, I was unhappy for quite some time when I was stuck in like, like jobs I didn't really like or doing things that are pleasing other people but not me. But I will go back and tell myself that, my younger self, that, you know, we you have to do more things that you really like. Yeah. Okay. I Great. think we have very different lives. No, if you guys yeah. gave gave that same advice to my younger self, I would have been like a hobo and not do anything <laughs> at all. Because... <laughs> 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 Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, thank you for, for tuning in. Um, yeah, another episode for the Freelance Exchange. So, subscribe to iTunes and leave a review. So, subscribe to our YouTube page and leave a comment because we want to hear what you think. Let us know the questions or the freelancer you want to hear from and follow us at Creatives at Work on Facebook page and Instagram. So, join us next time for a brand new episode of Freelance Exchange. Until now, Bye. see you. Bye.